This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You sound insane. You realize that? The whole world got crazy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Mad About Movies. That's a really awkward intro. I've never done it that way before and I regret it almost immediately. (laughs) We are here today. Uh, We're kind of doing some cleanup on the year 2020. Some films slip by, especially, do you guys remember, I don't know if you guys remember 2020. Weird year. Mm. And so, especially in entertainment. I don't think anything else was weird, but just entertainment was weird. Yeah. When and, you're as old as I am, they all kind of run together. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I saw that 1918 plague. I saw this this plague. Yep. It's, it's all the same. Yeah. It's no big deal. Exactly. Brian is a, is a uh, Highlander, <laughs> but really a lame one. You just kind of. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's just through pity. Everyone's like, eh, that's fine. Just let him have it. There's no, really no lives. point. <laughs> like we all are. Brian and I are both Highlanders. We just live very boring middle-class lives for eternity okay so we don't learn any lessons we don't invest in anything we just kind of no i can't even pick up a sword (laughs) yeah we can't sword fight we just can't die with the undertaker (laughs) all right well we've got uh we've got a little bit of a different lineup this week uh kent is out thank god yes kent is out sweet (laughs) sweet respite here yeah Yeah. he tore both achilles um (laughs) yeah no, I'm kidding. Tonight is uh, we're recording a different night, and as we all know, Monday night's Vape Club night for Kent, um, mm. Vape Nation, Vape Strong. Now, but Kent's got an, mm. another obligation yeah. with a different podcast, so we are joined. On one of my favorite guests, I would say, definitely above oh, Shane, above Shane, <laughs> yeah, be- right. That's but below it. Will Forte, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I will take that. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I would say that that in there. So and and also above Sean was it Sean O'Connell, O'Connor, mm-hmm. O'Connell. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Yeah, I think O'Connell. Yeah, yeah. the Jai Courtney yeah. freak. Mm-hmm. That right. that aged well. Good for him. He's dining out on that one still. So anyway, we're joined by a uh, a friend of the show, one of my favorite guests, Megan. Megan, how are you today? Spell. Hi, I'm good. I'm good. And I just want to you know show my commitment. I moved my vape club to Thursday. Oh, so. Wow. Well, it helps. You know, that's yeah. the perk. Shots at Kent. <laughs> that's perk of being vape treasurer. You know, when you get an officer position. Vape secretary. Vape secretary. Oh, pardon me. I always confuse that up. Vape secretary. Kent's, he's not even a, a rep at his vape He club. lost the last election yeah. at his club. Yeah, there was a. There was, was quite ugly. There was a coup. Yeah. There was, was a, a vape, vape club contest. And, yeah. yeah. There was a huge cloud and all of a sudden he wasn't president anymore when the cloud cleared. <laughs> Uh, happens to the bat if I had a nickel for every vape club that ended that way. All right. You can't fight Great Melon, you know? The guy with Great Melon, you, you just got to respect it and move on. That's all you can do. Exactly. It's like rock, paper, scissors, but that one always wins. You'd think you'd adjust. Uh, wow. Well, I feel like we're off to a good start here. I think this is... Yeah. We have kind fun. Of, yeah. This is the kind of weighty Oscar 
discussion that this film, quite frankly, deserves. <laughs> so we are here uh, to talk promising young uh, woman, uh, and so we we are we are thrilled to uh, to talk about this movie because this was a movie that I don't think any of us knew that it was coming. It was not. This happens every year. These sort of indie films. Uh, that, mm-hmm. And then end up being kind of the movies you remember certain years by. And that's the exciting thing about doing this show. We've been doing this now hundreds of decades, it feels like. And that those kind of happen every year, sometimes to sometimes in good ways, some sometimes in bad ways. But this is a movie now that we didn't get to review when it came out. And then it's slowly grown. And then all the awards buzz. And then we're sitting here going, hey, we got a free week. Why don't we, why don't we just admit we were wrong and we missed on this one early? And, and let's get a review on the record. And then we'll backdate it and refuse to admit we were wrong. <laughs> so we're set. So we're Wait we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to talk about this this really interesting, really original, really fun film for me. Just sort of this was probably the most like you know we we talked we loved Little Women last year, Brian or whatever that was two years yeah. ago. We love we certain movies that we just come out kind of on fire for, but but those you know Little Women especially is like that's an adaptation. Man, not since Get Out, I don't think, was there a movie that like seemed so original and cool and of the moment and mm-hmm. smart, but sacrificed zero entertainment value in 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 the way it chased its own intelligence, right? Which which happens a lot, where a lot of times smart movies come out and you go, well, it was a little sure. too... You guys could have... It would have been actually better if you had dumbed it down 5%, you know? But mm-hmm. this, yeah, this didn't sure. need to do that anyways. Really, really, um, like I said... It, of its time, but, but still a great fun, incredible movie with a great, several great performances, but obviously one especially. So, so I really love this as kind of my, my, you know, 30,000 foot view take, but I'm really interested in Mm -hmm. this filmmaker, the choices that were made, we'll kind of go through it, but I want to kind of get both of your, your general takes. Did we all kind of saw this just because, you know, movie theaters didn't exist uh, at the time. We mm-hmm. saw the streaming and we saw it kind of after there was some hype. So did it live up to the hype for both of you is my first question. And I know it's been a, a few months that so we've all seen this the first time, but did it live up to the hype for the first time. And, and kind of what was your, what was your feeling virtually walking out of the theater, which means, you know, stumbling in your underwear to your guest bathroom <laughs> to pee because you, you couldn't the last hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what did that, what did that feel like? Brian, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you first because, you know, Boys rule and girls drool. I think that's the <laughs> the message of this movie. It's our so. motto. It definitely here. the moral. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so no. I think I, I think I pretty. I think I caught it. So I'll shut up now. And Brian, I want to get your general general thoughts. Yeah, this was not something that was on my radar at all. Uh, and it it uh, I, the trailer was out there pretty pretty substantially. Congratulations on the, on the marketing campaign. Yeah. I think it, they did a, really truly did a fantastic job with that. Margot Robbie's and, and made, company is really yeah. doing a good job. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. yeah, they they really do. Yeah, but seriously, they did a, they did a fantastic job uh, with the marketing on this because it is and and it probably does benefit a little bit from the year that it came out and just in terms of for me personally the. Uh, the movies that I'm typically going to see, especially at the end of the year, because I, I say this every year, we we get we get a million tweets uh, from from fantastic listeners who are like, "Hey, are you going to review this movie?" And I'm like, "I would have loved to review that movie in September, but there's 400 movies that came out this week, and I, you know, we can't we can't get to all of them." Um, this year, I mean, similar thing happened as far as the, you know the crunch of episodes and whatnot, but I had time to sit down and watch this movie when it came out or within maybe a week or so. I don't, I did, I definitely did not watch it on Christmas cause 
uh, Cooper was like, no, we got to watch Nymphomaniac. And I was like, dude, we've done that so many times, but uh, it's a family tradition. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I probably watched this within a, a week or so of, of its debut. And it is not the kind of movie that it's not on brand for me. This is not my, my typical type of uh, a favorite kind of film. And I was just kind of get out is a great example, Richard. Cause I, I, there are obviously significant differences between those two movies yes. on every Absolutely. level, but just from a, a like, man, this is a really smart movie that is also kind of like of the pop culture, yeah. which is very interesting. And it's handled so well. And it's, it's so, it's, it's so well done from a, from a directorial standpoint, you have great performances and all this sort of thing, but it, it's also just for me, that was the movie I thought of because it is, uh, Get Out is another movie that's like not on brand for me and the kind of movies that I really like that I was fascinated by and loved and uh, ended up, you know, continuing to think about for for weeks and weeks afterwards. And that's kind of the thing with this one. It's it's this was in my top 10 of the year and I, I would never have imagined that I, that I would have had that uh, coming in. And I certainly wouldn't have imagined that I would be like, yeah, I've watched this three times because it's just really, really mm-hmm. good. And it's. There's parts, I mean, obviously, just content-wise, it's very um, devastating and creepy in a lot of ways, yeah. but it's, I'm just so impressed with the way that it's all put together, and I think Carrie Mulligan is, is incredible in it. So, yeah, I, I love this. It, it certainly lived up to, uh, beyond the expectation that I had of it uh, going in, because it was like a, I adjusted my own expectations very quickly in this one, because I, I kind of went in thinking, and then I'll shut up, I'm sorry, Megan, um, <laughs> I, I kind of went in thinking, this is the type of movie that I'm going to say is very good, but that I am, that I don't like, you know, that I don't really, I ne- certainly never want to watch again and, and don't really want to talk about. And instead, two weeks later, I was like, dad gum, that was a good movie. And, and she was incredible. And wow, what a, what an amazing voice Emerald Fennell looks like she's going to be and, and all these things. So, uh, very, very impressed. Certainly lived up and beyond to the expectation. And, uh, I'm glad that we're getting a chance to, we got a little gap in the schedule. So we're, we're getting to, to talk about a, 2020 movie um thanks to the oscars for coming out uh f- you know 14 months after the end of 2020 it's 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 really helped us in this case so yeah absolutely megan what were your were you were you privy to this as the as the hype began or were you kind of like us that you kind of as it was released and saw the trailer on youtube and did like what, uh, is that mclovin and <laughs> bo burnham all right this, i was right. gonna say i feel like i'm the exact opposite of everything brian said uh, about the yeah, history of cool. this because That's i was good. aggressively aware of this movie awesome. i mean sure. if a trailer i mean i saw this trailer a year before the movie came out probably yeah and if a trailer drops with a strings cover of britney spears is toxic it's yeah. like yes i'm aware i'm familiar i'm it's in my <laughs> calendar um and it was supposed to play at south by this year which uh yeah. would i would have seen seen it there but of course Mm -hmm. that did not occur um so i was kind of the opposite my family um i dragged my family to see wolf of wall street on christmas day so um (laughs) this was no surprise uh (laughs) and uh yeah spell family all all got together and um i won't say they enjoyed it but i did so we all had a great time (laughs) i mean you're insufferable if you're not having fun so right that's what exactly i'm like you guys it'll be better for you guys Mm -hmm. you know last year it was hustlers this year it's (laughs) promising young woman (laughs) and everyone's just gonna deal yeah yeah the spell family house has one of those signs on the wall that says if meg ain't happy ain't nobody happy that's it's right next to their live laugh love 
I can't uh-huh, imagine yeah. what possibly happens when I'm not at home, but <laughs> when I'm at home, I have a lot of say in the content being explored. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of young Sheldon because they're just like, oh, thanks. I'm just, I'm just chill here. This is, I'm, I, you know me. Challenging I'm, us. You know yeah. me. I'm firmly old Sheldon. Not, not Big Bang Theory, but I'm. It's a pilot I'm working on. There, he's seventy-one. Mm-hmm. It's that's the way yeah. it goes. You can, it's a guaranteed time slot for a decade. Yeah, I'm all about making. Are you money. jumping forward in time? Is it also like a dystopian future show? Yeah, it is. He <laughs> solved. He has solved quantum time as, with mm-hmm. his physics mm-hmm. job, and now he's kind of just out of problems. And as we now, yeah. you know, he's he's no, he's figured out cold fusion. Right, that's the thing that like would power the world for a billion oh, years Richard, cleanly. I don't know. So he's figured that out. <laughs> And so we have no problems in the world anymore, and it's uh-huh. just it, and we've hyper driven into the future because of now we have this technology. But you know, mm-hmm. he also just kind of is a pain still. He's a little <laughs> he's, rascal. He's, like try- he's, he's still trying old. to enjoy yeah. retirement. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. This is where Richard and I differ. I see it as like that old episode of of the Twilight Zone where the librarian is like the only person left oh, alive. That's a that's, good episode. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's Last Man on Earth, but Sheldon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just waves his but hands he, like he just does not care. <laughs> okay. So I believe uh, for the listeners, I believe that's called Time Enough at Last. Just if you're interested. Oh, there you it's go. A, it's great. This episode. is why you're a professional podcaster. Yeah. Hardly. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> All right, Brian. So. uh so obviously, Megan's worn out her wel- welcome by correcting yeah. us and adding <laughs> okay. no insight worries. to the show. Hard pass, <laughs> gross. Just it wasn't a my- correction; it was an add-on. Yeah, still <laughs> threw up in my mouth. Um, so anyway, we're gonna we're gonna talk. We'll talk about the the plot of this film shortly. I mean, it's it's really really well structured story wise. It has some great twists, including a great one at the end. Um, it really works as a edge of your seat film. Uh, and, and that's great. It could it could have just operated on that level, but it has this really bizarre um, casting piece. R.I.P. By the way, Chris Lowell's career, the guy that plays Al Monroe. I mean, that guy's done. <laughs> He'll never work again. Um, <laughs> I never want to see him again. Uh, but he was he was fine. But this really a kind of comedy heavy, television heavy cast, very pop culture aware, um, and. And em- more people named Emerald, by the way, need to exist. But Emerald uh, Fennel, am I saying that right? Am I saying the last name right? Fennel. Fennel, I think Fennel. it's Fennel, but I do not. All right, uh, you know what? She's English, so darn it, it's Fennel. That just, just sounds fancier. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so Emerald Fennel is is uh, obviously someone with the kind of the the eye for not only the zeitgeist of now, but the zeitgeist of the last like ten years. And there's purposeful, really interesting choices in the casting of this film. Um, which did uh, did they all work for you, or in the well, some are just above cameos? Or, or did any of them take you out of it? Because I thought it was all pitch perfect, and I thought everyone did a really good job in the supporting roles. And then, obviously, we're going to build the Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. No, I adored it. I, I remember reading an article at the time about how the movie weaponizes like Hollywood nice guys because yeah. almost all the guys uh, in the supporting cast are you know, kind of harmless, goofy sitcom guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, even you know Richard from Veep is yeah. <laughs> the only uh, – you know, the only nice person in Veep. Um, (laughs) and so I, I love that because I think, you know, it, it seems very intentional to be like, Oh, you know, you as an audience member inherently trust all these people. You like Seth Cohen, you like, you know, uh, 
I, I mean, Schmidt. I know Chris Lowell from, yeah, Schmidt. I know Chris I Lowell only, from Veronica Mars. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, yeah. That's, I mean, of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> Obviously. Um, no, I, you, you know him as Schmidt, Max Greenfield. I know him only as his character from that show with Cedric the Entertainer that no one's ever seen, but it's somehow on its seventh season. That's the only thing I know him from. Um, neighbors? Something like that? Neighbors, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. Honestly, there, not only do I not know, there's no way to know. It does not exist yeah. on the internet. <laughs> yeah, you cannot look it up. It only exists on mm-hmm. trailers during football games and stuff. And you go, wow. Right. Yeah. You have to be over yeah. 60. How many episodes about how many episodes about a grill do they have? It's like a lot. <laughs> Dozens. He was he was actually Where do also I watch in these? Veronica Mars. He, he was, was, you're right. He yeah. Was. Yeah. This is crazy. He yeah. was. Weird uh peck and nipple situation on on Schmidt. Max Greenfield. <laughs> I remember he's shirtless a lot. He's in great shape. He's shirtless a lot on New Girl, but it, like kind of a weird nip sitch, and I always noticed it. And I have a whole podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole podcast about that. that I'll get to. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. I record that yeah. another night after my vape club. <laughs> right. Uh, and then, yeah, Alfred Molina as well. And like, even the oh, older I cast, Jennifer Molina. Coolidge. Yeah, me too. He's one, <laughs> Alfred Molina's a Brian and Richard All Star. Uh, we irrationally love him, but I mean, not irrationally. He's great, but we, Brian and I are big, big Molina stands, Molina heads, Molina mm-hmm. nation, Molina strong. Yeah. Um, but Molina. Yeah. <laughs> you always think of the one I don't think of and it, uh, <laughs> I know it's coming and it's great. Yeah. A lot of people think it's for Benji Molina, but it's not. <laughs> no. It's, it's Alfred. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But a little bit <laughs> neck tatted catchers uh, can, can exist in this as well. Connie Britton. I mean, this is like, uh, yeah. in like kind of a, that's the f- Allison Bree. Allison Bree. <laughs> it's like the first that. time, uh, and we're building one other one here, but the first time she's kind of played someone unlikable, you know, right? Connie Britton is always like this sort of sure. like, you know, salt of the earth, great actress and stuff. And so that was kind of a cool turn for her. But, but the yeah. interest, the most interesting pool, Brian and I just adore. Brian and I share two, I mean, we share a lot of things, but two. <laughs> comedic sensibilities that just tickle both of us one is bo burnham the the great mm-hmm. co-star of this film who we we love and think is a genius the other is chris fleming who i'm laughing about already uh, and you can google his <laughs> genius in time no one thinks he's funny except for brian and me yeah it's it's just me and you it's every time i've sent a video a chris a chris fleming video or bit to my other friends i just get crickets back like nobody understands everyone's always like what am i looking at here and i'm like well you're looking at genius that's what you're looking at yeah. he's wonderful are you familiar with his oeuvre megan um, I'm not familiar with his oeuvre, but I feel like I see his face. He has like long hair. Yeah, long hair. Okay. Yeah, curly, curly, <laughs> long hair, glasses. Yeah, I'll send you some. Yeah, links. Okay. are you cool. You can subscribe to my Substack. Great. Are fine. you familiar with yeah. the Piglio? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, but uh, Bo Burnham, who, who I, I I think if so, I, I the only thing I'm so excited for his success in film, both now as an actor, but as, additionally with a, as a director and writer with Eighth Grade, which I loved. But I'm bummed because I think he's such a unique and electric live performer, and I I, I hope that he still does that. I know he has really bad like stage fright and anxiety around that, so I, I worry now we'll never get more Bo Burnham live stuff because, gosh, man, that guy is, is such a unique comedic voice. Anyway, I was very confident in eighth grade as him as a writer-director because I know how smart he is. I know all that. But I was a little – like Kim is kind of like a not a co-lead, but for parts of this movie he is. I was a little more nervous about because I, I never thought of him in any way really as an actor, you know, good or bad. Mm. But I thought he pulled it off. I thought it was a really interesting, cool casting and 
And, uh, you know, it helps having an actress like Carrie Mulligan, we're going to get to in a second, to act off of, I can imagine. She's she's all right. So you, you can kind of maybe do – but, yeah, I, I was I was impressed. And now I'm – I think his career is, is really interesting where he goes over the next five years. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I love I love Bo, as you said, and uh, I I'm not sure that I I, I mean I, we can talk about Fennell and the and the the casting decision. I I love what you said, Megan, with the you know casting likable nice guys, mm-hmm. uh, comedic guys from mostly TV shows and things like that uh, was a really just genius genius decision because um, I think it sort of frames the narrative of the whole movie right yeah. and so it works really really well on that front um to the point that it could almost be on the nose if it wasn't handled really incredibly well which it was yeah. so uh but i i love bo burnham and i wasn't super sure that he was going to do be able to do the uh the serious notes of this and number one he can turns out and number two uh kudos to to emerald Fennell for um setting him up perfectly to do those things by, you know, playing him into very Bo Burnham-y, in, into what he does well, obviously, and, and what you could kind of typecast him as almost even, um, to do, to, to set those things up the way that, that it, the movie does so that then you get a, you know, a review. I should, I guess we should say we're just spoilers all the way on this. The movie's been out for like four yeah, months. Yeah, so, it's hard to... Uh, yeah, I have to. Yeah, and this. Yeah, exactly. It's a hard one to talk about without just kind of. And the way that character is written and acted is is really important yeah. because it kind of is the conduit of how you're feeling about the movie. So when you For when sure. you like him, For you're sure. like, okay, everything's going to be okay, and then he you mm-hmm. takes a turn and he's involved in things, and you go, oh no, this is going to take. You know, yeah. Um, it, it's kind of you ride that character uh, throughout the the narrative of the film and and uh, in a really interesting way. And oh wait, nope, that's a scarecrow again. Sorry, my mistake. Um, <laughs> The other thing too, thought it was a human. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, Meg, where do you where do you stand on Bo and and what do you think about his his performance? Oh yeah, here? I mean, I adore Bo Burnham, so I was really I was really excited for this because, um, I mean, this is the first time that I, I've seen him as like a fully a romantic lead. Like, don't get sure. me wrong, that's not. I mean, this isn't like just a pure rom com, obviously, but like the middle portion of it essentially is, and he's mm-hmm. so good at it. He's yeah. the most charming man on earth. I can't imagine that she didn't write at least some of this with him in mind. I can't figure out how anyone could deliver the line, Oh, I'm going to buy you a bike after confessing love, <laughs> um, other than Bo Burnham. And as far as the serious stuff, like, I mean, I, I very much just believe in him. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. after eighth grade. I'm on the same like team bow all the way. But I mean, if I watch like the end of, you know, his make happy special and I'm in the right mindset, I could just weep. Oh, yeah, so I was absolutely. ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No, uh, that when that I hope you're happy thing is, is such a good ender of a hilarious <laughs> night of comedy. Peace on Adam Brody, though, who, who Brian and I, he and Topher Grace both. We Brian and I always have a, groups of people in different realms of world that they walk into parties together or they see each other at a party and they do a slow nod because they recognize each other in each other. And with Adam Brody and Topher Grace, it's definitely like, why aren't we more famous? Like, that's got to be a weird one. See, I feel I, like if, I think that about Adam Brody. I love Adam Brody. And every time he's in something, I'm like, oh, yeah. man, he's the best. And then when I see Topher Grace, I'm like, okay, this guy. Oh, well, how, <laughs> how dare you? No, but I mean, that's that's totally fair. Um, but I just feel like Adam Brody's career, especially, you do that thing, you know, not to do the stupid thing, but you do it 50 times and 
I think 47 of those mm-hmm. scenarios, he's like a bigger star than he is. Not that he has had a bad career in any ways, right. but I'm still uh, waiting for like, I thought he was like the standout of Shazam and I keep waiting for him to book jobs based on that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Did you see, have either of you seen kid detective yet? Yes. Yeah. Which I, no, I mean, I it was just also another thing made for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a big hit in, in the in the Barton household. So okay, we've gone through all the Laverne Cox great great turn from mm-hmm. her as well. Um, we've kind of gone through the uh, as Brian said, Allison Brie. That's a that's a really key uh, part. But we've gone through all that. I mean, w- w- burying the lead horribly here. Carrie effing Mulligan, man, what a what a turn from her. She's always been a powerhouse um, actress, but has never. Ch- whether it's choice or casting or whatever, hasn't done roles with tons of like charisma, right? They're always just really well done, well crafted performances and in really great films. She has a, a beautiful, wonderful resume and is, is always thought of, at least by me, as one of the great actresses. But but sometimes someone just does a, a tour de force on the charisma piece and a lot of it's the writing of this film. But gosh, she 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 now has a whole level that I didn't know she had um, in such a revelation. So now I'm like, I thought she could play 94% of roles and now I think she can play 100% of roles. She's just she's awesome. So I'm I'm really excited for you know like you said Megan uh, about Bird like what she books off of this will be really interesting because I think people will see her in a very different light uh than before. But any thoughts on on Mulligan before and after? I'm I'm curious on both of you. Yeah, I I love I love Carrie Mulligan. I mean, like you said this is something that's probably a little more unusual for her when I think of like big Carrie Mulligan roles, I think of like an education or more recently wildlife, which right. are definitely not like this. I think she is charming in Gatsby, but that movie just was kind That's of a fair. nightmare. That's fair. So <laughs> I don't think anyone was really booking off that. Um but yeah, no, I thought she's incredible in this. And uh I mean she has to do a lot. <laughs> and um Yeah, this movie makes up for her being married to a Mumford, I'll say. <laughs> Oh yeah, she um, is married to a mother. Yeah, so she's back even in my book, in my ledger that I keep. <laughs> um, no, no, she's no. That's great that she. I'm sure they're. I hope they're very happy. I, I think they are. I read an article Good. about that once. Yeah. Do you think when they have marital relations, he thumps a kick drum with his foot? Well, okay, um, I'm not a part of this, Richard. Okay, uh. so I used polite terms. So. That, okay, so now now the overall – so well, let's talk about one more thing on the filmmaker, then we'll kind of talk about what this movie will do going forward because I think there's a whole lot of, you know, both sort of like uh, – I don't know if political momentum is the right term, but satirical momentum that this is really of a time. I think it will really represent this time well and, and make us look sort of the, – the thing about these films is they oftentimes make us look better in retrospect than we were. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, they seemed really on top of the way like – uh, and movies like Promising the Young Woman come out. I mean, they were pretty on top of like rape culture and things like that. It's like, no, we weren't. That's why the movie came out. Um, right. totally. <laughs> we're aware of it, but it's yeah. a problem. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> right. so that'll be an interesting thing, you know, 50 years down the road. But I, I do think this is certainly a really important movie of the time. But as we talked about with, with Emerald Fresnel, like, where do you see her going next? Is, do you think she stays? Because I know she's killing Eve and things like that. Do you think she stays in this sort of because of what Jordan Peele did post Get Out? I mean, Kind of in, he kind of has all these different tentacles going different ways. Some are very serious, um, you know, uh, genre films with a huge political message. Others are just sort of genre films and and all that. Mm -hmm. So, where do you see her her career going from here? Because I think she's a really interesting. I could see her doing a Bond movie if she wanted to. I mean, I think she's a really 
versatile, uh, you know, creative and filmmaker. So I, I, where do we think she goes from here? Yeah, I think it's funny that you said Bond movie because Phoebe Waller-Bridge is currently working on a Bond movie and I was going to make yeah. a Phoebe Waller-Bridge comparison, which sure. is already there because they both were working on Killing Eve. But that's I think that she'll continue, you know, writing and going from there because you I don't think, think she'll do a Camilla Bowles spinoff. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we age out cl- of that timeline, actually, Richard. So you kind of <laughs> well, sound pretty silly right now. Okay, um, <laughs> but they can, you can still go back with that timeline. And I have <laughs> lots of spec scripts, Megan. So <laughs> okay, you, well, I'll, I'll, I'll and they sure are that. very pro Camilla. I am okay. hardcore <laughs> pro Camilla. I think anyone that knows me knows One of your big stances. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. my, my queen. That's what I call. Her. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think um, I think she'll be writing things. I think there's like very much I mean, there's always like a thirst for like smart satirical stuff, um, you know, in Hollywood or in mm-hmm. TV. But I think especially now. So I'm not worried about her. Yeah, I think she kind of has a she's going to have a, a nice period here where she can do kind of whatever she wants. Like she just signed on to write uh, a movie in the DC universe. Uh, Zatanna, I think. Which wow. I I know genuinely nothing about. Yeah, because sure you're Shane in the pocket of Big Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Is she unless except for Wonder Woman? We got a lot of money from Warner Brothers to say that Wonder Woman is was she. Okay, so. What's her jacked sitch right now? Is she looking jacked? <laughs> oh, that's that's a real good question. Yeah. It's a really good question. I'm sure I'm sure that's part of the deal, right? Like, look, you we'll give you six million dollars to write this movie, but you got to work out. Like, come on, we gotta. I would gotta take that get deal. Your, yeah, I think that's why half <laughs> the me. actors do that. I hate working out. I, I would. But do it. Uh, uh, hey, Brian, I, I mean, if you gave me six million dollars and like a trainer and a personal <laughs> chef, and it was like my number one priority, like I think yeah, that'd be a like, fun what's, summer. What's what's the Waterburger sitch? If I'm going to be on that workout, but that's the thing, yeah, that's man. true. It's like, look, I'll do the workouts, but don't don't, don't be trying to take my Waterburger. Hey, Brian, can I uh, give? I'm on a on on Miss Fennell's Wikipedia, Mrs. Fennell's Wikipedia uh-huh. right now. And I'm seeing her spouse's name. Can I, can, can I, indul- Megan, will you indulge Brian and I for a very particular Richard and Brian humor piece for no, 15 to 20 seconds? No, please. Mm-hmm. Brian, I'm, I'm going to give you a clue as to her husband's name, okay? I mean, let's see if you okay. can get it. It's her husband's name. I mean, it's her name. It's a name of her husband. It's a name. Of, I mean, come on. Come on. I don't know. What do you, she is married we- to Chris Vernon. Oh my no, she is not that okay. Chris Vernon. That's right, but, right. Okay, for his half second, I had a freaking Andrew. But how great would it be if that was the real his life? Chris Vernon, yeah. All right, sorry. Yeah. All right, Emerald O. Fennell. <laughs> yeah, just like cheese and crackers. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I should have done that. Would have been a better clip. Uh, All right, man. moving on. So <laughs> this film. So i I'm really interested in this line it walks between really effective satire and really entertaining thing. What was lost do you think of i think quite a bit of this movie not being in normal theater times? This is the one movie of last year I can really think of obviously there's popcorn mm. movies and things like that but but you know man the the way t v s and sound systems are now I don't know we're we're losing less and less of that by the theater experience sure. what I think we are losing is these really communal kind of sp- not necessarily spooky but thriller films that have something to say and everyone in the audience just I mean Get Out's one of the best theater experience I've ever had and I think this would have been up there as well and uh, do you think this 
obviously it's lost short term um, because people didn't have the experience. But do you think the legacy of this film will be affected by that at mm-hmm. all? I'm, I do think that this is something that, that would have been just from a, a buzz standpoint would have benefited from a theater experience that we're, we're walking out and it, and it, it wouldn't be maybe quite to the level of a get out or like, I don't know, like the sixth sense or something like that. But it, it would be, I, I think this is probably from the last year. This is the, the movie that got the most discussion in our discord. Like I pulled up the, the spoilers tab, uh, just a second ago, just to kind of surf through and almost all of it for the last like two months has been, uh, promising young woman talk because because uh, somebody will watch it for the first time and then go to that channel and there's there's five or six or ten people that'll start talking about it again and this has happened a bunch of times uh over over the last couple months i think that 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 buzz coming out of theaters and that word of mouth would have been would have made it like to where people would say man i gotta go see this movie whether they end up liking it or not because it's it's a pretty there's a lot of uh differing opinions if not controversy on on the ending and and what it plays i'm i want to get i'm interested to get your thoughts on that megan i i'm i think maybe you can bring more to it than than richard or i can but um but still regardless it i think there would be a lot of people saying this is the type of movie that like three weeks after wide release would suddenly go to the top of the box office because it's like gosh i've had 15 co-workers tell me that this Movies really it's weirdly date-nightable in a bizarre way, given the subject sure, matter, yeah. but it's kind of... It's a fun yeah, movie. Exactly. It's yeah. so weird that it's a it fun a movie, given the content. Too, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And it looks beautiful. Like It's a, it's just... I mean, if, <laughs> if it wasn't commenting on the subject matter that it's commenting on, you would say, dead gum, that was as fun a movie as I've seen all year, you know? And then you're like, oh, but right, it's it's about rape. So it's not, it's, can it be fun? I mean, this can't be fun, right? But it's so, it's just so well done that you, it's a really interesting and entertaining movie in the midst of telling this horrific story and this subject matter that is, you know, so prescient and, and important and horrifying, you know? And, and, what a I, I definitely I agree with you. I'm sorry to, to wrap yeah. that up. I, I agree with you, Richard. I think that it would be it would the word of mouth on this would have been huge. And we would we do miss something, I think, by watching it in our offices instead yeah. of, of it, Yeah, we could it's the thing, it's not about the big screen and all that. It's if we could get fifty people in our office and watch right. it, that's that's what and it's you all about. All get the shock at the right. same time and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. Stuff. yeah. Are are you familiar with uh Mrs. Mumford's next uh work megan because i feel like it's extremely in your wheelhouse um okay well it, it, i don't know if it's the dig which is already on netflix and I've watched, no. or something that she's working on now she's filming right now uh-huh. it is a bi- biopic uh called maestro are you familiar with this project oh i don't directed I don't... and written by bradley cooper about the life of Leonard Bernstein, where he oh. also stars as Leonard Bernstein. Okay, okay. I knew that Bradley plays Cooper of it all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd put together that Carrie Mulligan was a part yeah, of Yeah, she plays uh, Felicia Montaliarge or whatever the, the his wife's name was. I love Leonard Bernstein. I'm fast. I've always been weirdly fascinated with him, so I'm very excited. That's going to be very interesting. It's pr- the producer <laughs> roster on this makes me – I like. I wish I could show this so bad to uh, 2007 Richard because it's like produced by – Bradley Cooper, obviously. Okay. Steven Spielberg. Whoa. Okay. Martin Scorsese. What? They're both producing a movie together? And Todd Phillips. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, 
So what a con he's pulled <laughs> off, man! Like, God. yeah, Jeez. he broke out with what's his name, Bradley, on the Hangover movie, just riding it. Right? Yeah. You mean that? Just imagine going, <laughs> no, you know, taking somebody from 2003 and then dropping them into 2019 and being like. Yeah, the guy who's here for the gangbang. He's he's that's the, how he's I a, felt. That is how I director. felt yeah. in 2019. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Just imagine the shock you get. I if you always, wake up from I always refer to about him about as the. Uh, Just go ahead and put me back in that coma. I'm, I'm good. I'm I, all right. I would be like the auteur from Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about on this one, or do you guys want to get to a rec- well? Let's get to a grade and recommend it. Or do you, is there any specific scenes that really worked for you? I thought the twist on the end here, with the kind of she kind of had planned her own demise in a way, was really effective. A lot of movies, that's a cop out ending, and I felt like this mm-hmm. totally earned it, and it worked with the time we had spent with this character. So I, I, I was blown away by that to the point of, of kind of mouth agape and near tears. So, so yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I could talk about this movie forever, honestly. So we probably need to cut me off. Um, I'm just going to real quick highlight, um, Bo Burnham singing stars are blind, obviously peak cinema 2020. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, and as far as the end, I feel like a lot Did of, you convers- not see the Snyder cut or, I guess that's 2021. Uh, I, I Sorry, didn't. I didn't, but I can't imagine my opinion will change. <laughs> um, a lot of year, a lot of year left this year. <laughs> uh, but so uh, about the finale, I feel like that's something that a lot of people have been arguing about. Um, not arguing, but have disagreements about uh, in the Discord or otherwise about that being like wrapping up too cleanly um, and being like, oh, mm. this all just kind of ties together nicely and. My argument against that is like, well, I mean, two women are dead, you know, it's not a happy ending yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> just because Angel of the Morning is playing and, you know, there's <laughs> the, the white men are getting arrested doesn't mean that I don't right. think that they're probably going to get off. This is a very nice wedding. I'm sure they're rich. So, yeah, yeah sure. I, I liked it. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you, Megan. Like I was. I mean, all movies are open to interpretation and, and great movies, you know, kind of get that conversation going. So that's, you know, that's cool. I, I'm not that deep. I don't think about things very, I'm not very smart, as I've said many times, but I watched the ending and I was like, well, that banged. I mean, that was just, that's, that's the fitting ending to this, this movie. I think it, 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 it's not a happy ending at all. Um, but I, I was, I was with you, Megan. I was like, well, I mean, there's like a 90% chance these guys are getting off with probation, right. you know, cause I, I understand how the justice system works, yeah. which is and the other thing, super sad, empathetic. The other thing I thought it was really cool, <laughs> really good ending and a, a very fitting ending to, to the movie, especially given, uh, that I, I think the movie is at least half as much about addiction and her, Oh, I don't know. Maybe we don't even get into all this, but, but it's, fair. it's, it's not a up. clean narrative yeah. by any means. No. And processing and her is... grief, I mean, is a yes. huge part of it. Yes. And so, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, would she have gone to the effort to like prepare this whole thing so that the texts come in and, you know, how would she even know, you know? And I was like, uh, I think at this point she's, you know, going off to this bachelor party and is kind of accepting that, she might not be coming back from this. I would yeah, believe that she right. made, you know, <laughs> made plans. Uh, and sure, also, yeah. I mean, she's been, you know, 
pretty, pretty, she's been very, I'll say sociopathic up until this point on making, uh, her plans to, you know, enact these, uh, yeah. Retributions, I'll say, throughout the movie. Sure. So I don't know. Sure. I thought it was good. I mean, there's nothing to me, there's nothing about that character that says that she wouldn't be proactive in her planning right. for right. that kind of thing. That, that to accept that, uh, there's a, you know, there's a real chance this goes south. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'm walking into a, a frat house, essentially, yeah. full of, uh, full of these, you know, lacrosse bros. And if, if or, I'm going out, I'm ruining bros. the wedding. So, <laughs> yeah, for, for, for sure. Yeah, I, I thought it was, I don't know. I mean, we, we there's, I, I think there's, uh, maybe conversation to be had of like, is that a, it's certainly not a happy ending, but is that, is, is that the message that we're, that we're trying to get through or is that an interpretation or whatever? But regardless, I, I thought the character that very much fit what, what that character would do personally, that it didn't, that didn't bother me at all from that front. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it was very, very earned, very, really well written. Not just, obviously we say that yeah. a lot about dialogue, but just very well mm-hmm. written in ter- and thought out in terms of the story and the character and the way that all meshed together was yeah. Was fabulous. So I'll, go ahead. I got one more. I got one more question. For, Sorry, for no, I'm, I know. Nope, I'm out. I'm taking over this. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Kent's not here to rein me in. Uh, no, what, what did? Uh, were you guys surprised by the twist on 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 Bo Burnham's character? Uh, or no. Did you... Uh, okay. I mean, See, I was the same. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I was walking into it with open arms. Like I was like, I love him. Sure. I adore him. He's so charming and so great. But I also know that the I knew what the thesis of this movie was as it was mm-hmm. happening. And in the same way, okay. I mean, can I do a quick spoiler for Knives Out? Or skip ahead thirty seconds yeah. if you haven't seen Knives Out. But like, you know, when you have Chris Evans being that charming, you're like, okay, no, we can't trust mm-hmm. this guy. Right. Sure. <laughs> like sure. this. So I, I was like, I knew pretty much the second they said that there were friends there who did nothing. I was like, mm, yeah, Bo Burnham. I don't know how we'll figure out it was him, but no. Yeah, <laughs> I had a like. I, I was, I was kind of. I mean, I, I watched this for the first time like four months ago, so I'm trying to kind of backtrack on how it but but i i wanted obviously i wanted him to i i could see how it could go one of either way right like it, we could find out that he's he's part of this or it could be that is that the sex uh, in the city she, city theme i don't know <laughs> yeah. sorry my watch just started playing a tiktok i think oh it sounded well, like it was i get it I, if yeah, it I just was, thought I'd pull up HBO now while we were recording. If it was that, yeah, if it was that, I want the name that too. And that was like two notes. <laughs> yeah, we'll get your award, your uh, your prize money sent your way, Richard. Uh, as a quick grab, but no, I, I, it could go one of two ways, and I obviously I wanted it to to go the right way, the mm-hmm. nice way, right? Like she. Uh, is able to uh, get her revenge and then settles down for a nice quiet life with Bo Burnham and they open a pediatric center together or something. I don't know. But, but when they were in the pharmacy that for me, that was a, nope, this is, I, no, I know we're too it, happy. You know, I know there's that too much movie yeah, left. Too happy. <laughs> Bo Burnham's too charming. Uh, this is, this is going to end. He's, he is part of this somehow. Mm-hmm. I, not that I could say right then and there. Okay. He is for sure. Like, as much a culprit as anyone in this, but it, it was a, I, I knew this is not ending well with, with him. And it made me very sad because I was very happy for them in that moment. And then, 
And then I was very like, oh, super pumped that this is how it's going to play out. And that's exactly what I didn't trust. I don't trust any blonde over 6'5 unless they're Dirk. Just a rule of thumb. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of my thing. I'm like, he's just like such a golden boy. Like this, that's not how this movie ends. Mm -hmm. I wish it was. For sure. (laughs) Don't we all? All right. I'm willing to grade this bad boy out. I'm going to give it. Oh, no, you don't believe in grades, right? You're like one of those weird – you went to a commune school <laughs> called like no, treetops. I, I do. I, I do believe in grades. I've, I've only ever rated things uh, way higher than they should be on this show, so I intend to keep that up. Please continue. <laughs> what did you give a wrinkle in time? Oh, I don't B-? remember. I remember giving cats an A-. minus. I thought that was a really good goof. <laughs> I feel like that was too low, honestly. <laughs> I mean, the amount of material that movie's given us. Yeah, it was worth it. Um, I, cor- I mean – the fact that James Corden followed that up with prom. I mean, what a career. <laughs> what? I mean, what a filmography that guy's piecing together. It's almost like he's doing it part time. Okay. I'm going to give this a I'm, – I'm torn here. Oh, man. It sounded like you were going to say like a C I thought plus you were going to say a, a C second. I was also. like, hold on. No, man. I'm trying to – I be, misunderstood <laughs> this whole review. I'm going to be transparent. I'm, I'm, I'm deciding between an A and an A plus. I really am. So. Um, I I I think I think I'm gonna give it an A plus because I think if I had seen it in a theater, I definitely would have given it an A plus. So I'm gonna go ahead and that's not the film's fault. That's the fault of uh you know Bill Gates and everyone that cooked up this phony pan pandemic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Wink. Okay. Freaking bats. Yeah. Fault for just being so di- just so tasty. Just apparently. trying to get that oh. 5G in my butt. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I'll go A plus. Uh, Megan, what about you? Follow that one. Follow that review. That's gonna be my. That's gonna be my Rotten Tomatoes blurb. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes blurb right there. I'll also go A plus. Uh, it was my. It was my number two at the end of last year. So uh, it's oh, nice. it's pretty pretty up there. What I was number it. one? Can I ask? Yeah, I don't think it would count, but American Utopia. <laughs> oh, okay. That's cool. That's you know, cool I'm not the Oscars. I make my own rules. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Nice. Oh, Bry guy, what do we got? Yeah, I'll go A plus as well. I think I would have given it an A in January or whatever when we watched it. But I've, I've, it's one of the few movies from 2020 that has like really stuck with me. Like I've thought about it more over the last couple of months than I think maybe any movie from uh, from last year. And um, I think Carrie Mulligan was. I mean, I've never been the biggest fan. I've always thought she was a very good actress, but in movies that were very boring to me. Just, she just felt like the perfect actress for Joe Wright or something. I don't know. It's just not my, not my cup of tea uh, on either side. And this was like a, Oh, I have, I am wrong. I'm, I'm dumb. Like I have, I have very much miscast her uh, in my own head. She was, she's fantastic. I think she's going to win best, best actors. And I think she deserves it. It's, it's a fantastic movie. So I'll go a plus. All right. All right. Well, that is promising young woman. Thank you to another promising young woman, but less and less young every day. Megan Spell. <laughs> yeah. Was that still a compliment, right? Yeah, sure. I'm never good at that. I'm never it's cool. I'm, I'm, never I'm, know I'm turning to stop. twenty-eight in a few weeks. I'm I'm feeling I'm oh, feeling man. fine. I'm still feeling pretty good. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's your uh in, enjoy twenty eight. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't even remember my twenties anymore. It's yeah, tough. well you were tough. you were just dabbing mescaline yeah. straight for solid ten <laughs> yeah. years there and, and, and coaching youth sports. <laughs> um, well, it was a pleasure, Megan, as always. Come back. It's been a while. Not not as big of a gap next time. It's always always a pleasure speaking with you and, and listening to you cringe at my terrible jokes. 
<laughs> well, that's not my fault. <laughs> no, it's not. Absolutely. No, I enjoy it. And and quite frankly, it used to be the experience I had with my wife and now she's just stopped listening to me. So it's kind of a nice throwback. That is nice. You know? Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, please come back. And if you're a fan of, of Megan and I'm going to, I'm going to let you plug here in a second, but, and you want to chat with her and hang out, you don't want to chat with us. Um, but you know, if you want to chat in the discord, these are all public messages, no creepy stuff, people. But if you want to just, uh, if you, <laughs> if you want to message all of us, it's in the discord available at mad about movies podcast slash VIP. Plus you get an extra episode or two a week. Um, and all kinds of good stuff. We do all kinds of the, the VIP episodes. If you think this is wheels off, sweetheart, do I got a surprise <laughs> for you? So, um, absolutely. That's, that's the place. But Megan, uh, you all are as always up to stuff. So what are you up to these days? What are you, what are you promoting here on the Mad About Movies podcast? Yes. So, um, I, I have a podcast with my friend, um, called On the Download. You can find us on Twitter at on the underscore download. Uh, we just had a little bit of a spring break, but we're coming back with a vengeance for the Oscars, obviously. It was a t- two year spring break though, right. right? No, that's, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the spring of my life, you know, uh, mid twenties. That's yeah, how I was 20, treating it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. As you should. Yeah. Uh, no, it was two weeks, I think. but uh, we we will have Oscar opinions. I'm certain on Monday. So I've I've listened to this podcast. Did you know that? Oh no, I would have not never oft- expected. Not often. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But I have listened. I've listened to a couple episodes. I like your podcast. So Thank there you. you go. There's a little, you know, I, I try not to dote too high on our guest host, but no, you you do you do great work. I'm a big fan of of you and Laura or Lauren. Lauren. Um, I call her by her last name because I know too many Lawrence. So it's complicated. (laughs) I know I have lovely friends in in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, who's our mother and daughter and they're Lauren, Lauren, and I'll never get it right. I just, there's no way to do that. That's that's their fault, (laughs) not mine. Exactly. Um, So great. Well, well, pleasure is always joining us. Brian, where can I find you on on the Twitter and all that stuff? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Beagle12, and you can find my increasingly sporadic mm. writing at uh, madaboutmoviespodcast.com and uh, on, on Gumroad if you want. I, I've got like got a new essay that I'll get out at some point. I finished it. I just, the hard part is the Photoshop. I suck at mm. Photoshop. So I got to get that done and get some some stuff. But yeah. If you're, hey, you're I just want you to know I just came up with 47 jokes, but I'm not going to make any of them. So you're welcome. <laughs> I know. They got to change the name. No, right? not that. Yeah, not that. I was thinking you and Photoshop. Um, but that's you. Yeah, that's, that's you. Fine. I'm good with that. Megan, where can I find you on on Twitter? If I <laughs> if I don't want a VIP chat with with Brian and me and you, where you know, I just want the I just want the layman's lame stuff. Where do I where do I go to your Twitter? Yes, I'm um, on Twitter at spell Megan. I'm on everything at spell Megan. So you know, yeah, Letterbox, Instagram, yeah. .com. Hit me up. Boom, <laughs> boom, Zanga. Uh, no. Okay. But thanks for asking. Well, she's not, she's so not everywhere. <laughs> kind of false advertising. Um, all right. And you can find me and uh, my tomfoolery at Richard Barden, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-B-A-R-D-O-N on Twitter, or Instagram. Those are my two main hubs and in the VIP Discord as well. Uh, we will be back next week. Oh, no. First, we're going to do a weekly recommend. So let's take a break real quick. Pardon me. <laughs> Far be it for wow. me. And then we will be right back with a weekly recommend. Weekly recommends. All right, Brian, I'm going to go to you first. What is your weekly recommend? 
I'm going to recommend a book that I just read um, that is about to become a Netflix series. And that's why I've, I've had this sitting in my uh, in my iBooks forever. And I saw that it was about to be a Netflix series. I was like, well, I better go ahead and, and read that sucker. So I did. It's called Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo. Bar- I think. Bardago? I don't know. Uh, it's like a <laughs> that was gonna be mine. <laughs> well, oh, oh no. really? Six well, of co- Crows was we gonna can do be a mine. joint recommend. I can co-recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. We can co-sign this. I'll notarize it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I liked this book, <laughs> Megan. I it's 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 sort of like YA mm-hmm. fantasy, mm-hmm. sort of. I guess. Look, here's what's surprising to me. I and maybe again, I'm not very smart, so it's fine. I hate steampunk. Not a fan. Yeah, I hate as steampunk a, too. As a no. genre overall. I'm ambivalent. I'm I did not, not get, pro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't get any real If you're not pro, real if you're steam- mediocre, ambivalent, you're pro. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we I mean, I have like a, a gumbo collection, opposite. but I don't think that's like a big part of my personality <laughs> like, or anything. If you, if you couldn't decide between the Confederacy and the Union, you're for the, you're for the Confederacy. <laughs> okay. I'm not certain that's a fair that's... comparison. I, I mean, have you seen steampunk people? That's No, I don't hang out with people. I hang out with like four people. <laughs> um. My point was, I did not get like any steampunk vibes from this book, and then I watched the trailer for the show, and I was like, "Did I just read a steampunk novel and not?" <laughs> I can tell you why. It's... I can tell you why. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, a in a second, tell me why. But yes, I it's a it's like a fantasy novel. It's it's YA, but like somewhere between. Uh, it's it's not I don't know how to put that it's it's a little more I felt like anyway it was it was closer to something like Red Rising or uh, maybe the Harry Potter books in terms of like the the content it was it didn't feel super YA just it wasn't like heavy uh, George R R Martin type fantasy to me so that was it was kind of Brandon Sandersony I guess in in, in ways to me okay. but, uh, but yeah it's it's let's say I don't know another world universe version of planet i don't know where magic exists and it's sort of uh i don't know only certain people have it obviously and it's you're trying to find this particular person to uh bring you know uh, balance to the world and reckoning stuff it wasn't a book honestly megan that i super expected i was gonna love it was one of those it was like well it's three dollars i guess right. i'll buy it another thing read it someday, exact and that's exactly what all i ever want to read is like okay. fantasy <laughs> bs <laughs> yeah sure i mean i read a lot of this stuff too but i don't always expect to like it it's this weird thing where it's like yeah it's fine I'll i will say i okay. fully only kind of read this because ben barnes is in the netflix show i'm gonna just okay. put that yeah. out there sure Sure. Yeah, that totally. But I anyway, I read it and I actually like I loved it. Like I was really, really into this. And uh, I I thought it was I'm not a very good reader. I've said many, many times, not a very fast reader. And I'll uh, sometimes I'll I, I listen to tons and tons and tons of audiobooks. But there's days where I'll go I'll go I'll go a week without like actually reading at times. And this was one where I was like, I'm going to like cancel other <laughs> Things. I was like, well, I got this to work on. Nope, I'm going to read this book instead. And I just, I don't usually, I don't do that very frequently. So I, I really, uh, really dug it. And I have no idea if this, the series is going to be any good. Um, 
but the the book itself is very good, and there's there's two more of them. I yes. Think. So I I just bought the second one. I haven't quite started it yet, but I but I really dig it. So anyway, Megan, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> tell us more about. Okay, Shadow and Bone. thank you so much for asking. So the reason why the TV show has a little bit of steampunk vibes is because in the Shadow and Bone universe, and I'm sure everyone's gonna love that I'm getting really nitty gritty in this. Um, there is the Shadow and Bone. <laughs> yeah, I'll see. I'm a. I'll see you guys later. I'll see myself out. <laughs> there's the Shadow and Bone trilogy, and then there's another duology in the universe called Six of Crows. Mm. And Six of Crows okay. takes place in a different location. Um, it's basically like a port trade city with a lot of like organized crime. Okay. So the okay. Shadow Can I ask Bone- you a question? Yes, please. I'm not I'm not doing a bit here. So answer this. Yes. Are there actual crows in Six of Crows? Because I really like crows. Um, it's the opposite of steampunk to me. I think they're great. They're really smart. They're, I like that they're called a murder when they're in a group. Yeah. I like everything about crows. One of my favorite animals. Okay. I don't even like birds, but I like crows. There aren't really. Crows is the name okay. of their gang. Okay. That's a huge letdown. I'm no longer interested. Okay. okay. No, no problem. I'm glad that I was able to clear that up for you. Uh, but season one of the TV show, my understanding is they're pulling some elements from Six of Crows into the Shadow and Bone universe. Okay. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I also recommend cool. it. Uh, there's technically well, another duology in this universe. So there are seven of these books, and I've read them all in the past month. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> nice. Hold on. Nice. Well... You know, good for you. Okay. <laughs> I have a lot going on. You know, a very fulfilling I know you. Life. <laughs> what are you going to do when we are allowed to be social again? Like, are you going to I can't be imagine there's going to be that much change at this point. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go to more weddings again, but I don't imagine my evenings are going to change. All right. Well, cool. Four, four, four weddings and some steampunk is the coming to theaters near you. Um, well, that's a great co-recommend. I'm, I'm interested in that. That's a, a Netflix show that I'm, I'm sure will be on in my house. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll dip in and out of it. See, see, see what takes. And, uh, that's a cool out of the box one. So cool, cool that you both recommended that. I'm going to go a little more mainstream here. I think, but I know Brian's behind me. It's top chef season, baby. Yes. <laughs> we got a good oh, season yeah. going right now. We're in Portland. We're having a good time. Um, good cast thus far. A lot of using it kind of as a top chef bubble and getting a lot of the old yeah. cast members yeah. in there and getting them involved just to like, cause they shot it all kind of in a bubble environment. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I will always recommend top chef every year it's on until it's no longer on, which hopefully will be after I die. So fun, man. I, I love, I love, I texted you and your wife, mm-hmm. uh, during the, the first episode or right as I was about to queue up the first episode and said something like, might mess around and sob my way through the first episode of yeah. Top Chef tonight because it's all these these great chefs that we've had on the previous like twenty seasons and stuff and they man they hit the whole uh, they hit the whole, the the COVID restaurants aren't a thing thing really hard and I was I was deep in my feelings so it was Same. very effective Same. on that front great great season so far yeah I'm enjoying it it's really and like ever since Pellegrino rose to the game I mean we're the, I mean we are lux. With Top Chef, these the <laughs> prizes are better. Everything looks better. I mean, Pellegrino bringing yeah. that. I mean, I'm That's Team right. Sparkling Water anyway, so I'm loving, I'm loving it. Thank you, you guys really yeah. brought it. All righty, well, it's it's been a pleasure recording with you guys. Uh, we got all the everyone's deeds. You can listen to that earlier in the episode. We got recommends out of you. We got a great episode of Promising Young Woman. I'm excited to do this again sometime with the three of us without Kent. So let's uh, let's try to coordinate when the uh, annual vape. 
convention is going on. When is that, Brian? Do you know that off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was today. It's, it's oh, so, uh, or tomorrow, excuse me. It's, so yeah, he's at, uh, so is that socially distanced or they vape through uh, the mask or? I mean, you're, you're only separated by the clouds, you know? I'm going to hop, yeah. hop on a red eye after this. You should, you should, <laughs> you should paint nurseries with quotes like that. Uh, Brian, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been a pleasure as always. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you both soon. Megan, don't be a stranger. And we will talk soon. And until then, we will see you at the home, but hopefully soon not home, cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. (laughs) But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya.